Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet. Our guest today is Matt Bruce. He's a conservative host, and if you'd like to join in the conversation, go ahead and pose a question in the chat room, and I'm going to read the message out loud. Matt, welcome to the program. Thank you. I guess to begin with, and our topic is the uh, the mainstream media. is It's uh, a somewhat credible source today. Can you talk more about this particular topic? Well, all you got to do is pick up the newspaper and then do a fact check on what you see being put in the newspaper uh, about any subject you want to pick. And uh, let's just take the presidential debate from last week because okay. you know we're all trying to get we're all trying to get a fix on America, where the country's headed, who's going to do the best job, and uh, it's getting more and more difficult to even believe what you're hearing at these presidential debates. So obviously, people are not only doing their fact checks, but the networks are doing them for them. Now, what we saw last week was a moderator, CNN's Candy Crowley, who actually stepped in the middle, intervened, and rendered her opinion on something, which is nothing that a moderator is ever supposed to do in a debate. Uh, and, and most of the country was appalled by it, that she first of all stepped in. Uh, to, she should have just said, Mr. President, uh, it's time for Mr. Romney's comments or something like that. But instead she turned in and actually agreed with uh, one of the people that was in the debate, which is something a moderator is never supposed to do, never. I mean, that's a violation of anywhere you want to look when it comes to being a moderator in a debate, especially if you were using Robert's Rules of Order. Mm-hmm. So that's item number one. Now, item number two, uh, we are hearing God only knows uh, this story and that story being spun this way and that way about Libya. Uh, and about Benghazi, the horrible attacks that happened there. Uh, we know the president's play on words was he used no acts of terror. And I quote, and I'll repeat that, no acts of terror will dissuade the United from the, from the uh, mission that they are on in the Middle East, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. Uh, well, let's, let's talk about no acts of terror. Did he specifically mention Benghazi in that? No. Did he specifically mention Libya in that? No. Did he specifically mention the Middle East in that? No. So then how could anybody take that in the mainstream media and say President Barack Obama mentions Benghazi in Rose Garden's statement? He didn't. I mean, he's a brain surgeon to figure this out. And this is what we see going on in America today is all sorts of uh, and again, reporters are not the reporters that I remember. No. Uh, if you go back to the days of Walter Cronkite, if you go back to the days of John Chancellor of NBC News, those guys were journalists, and everybody watched them. When Walter Cronkite said something to those of us in my generation when we were growing up, you took it as the gospel because you knew the guy did his homework. Same with John Chancellor. Uh, same with Peter Jennings, a little bit more current uh, in recent times, going back till his death about 14, 15 years ago. And these people that are out there 
are what we call ripping readers. Brian uh, Williams, NBC News, he reads a teleprompter to do his news. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't people like Scott Pelley. They read a teleprompter. They're not, they're not actually reporting on news. They're reading what's on the teleprompter up in front of them. So why, what happened to the shift in journalism within the last uh, 15 years? Uh, you know, for example, Dan Rather had an issue with the White House, and he spoke his opinion. So we see this really since 2000, uh, more so than anything else, this past decade. What happened in journalism? We have this shift. What happened is we all became computer savvy, and uh, it became very easy to just go on the Internet, and whether a story was true or not, just take it and read it, and it becomes news. Now, does news mean reporting news, hard news, going out verifying your sources and reporting it on the radio or on the television? Well, in my case, yes. In most persons, uh, people's cases that do news, yes. But unfortunately, because of the advent of the blogs and the uh, popularity of the Internet, some of these people are just going to a blog what's there and taking it as the gospel when all most of that news is is an editorial on whatever the news story happens to be. People writing about their own opinion and throwing their own spin in there without verifying anything. So when you take that, why would the news media take that, those comments or whatever, they just want to be first or why would they take risk and losing their credibility like that? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. They, they just want to be first. First of all, it's all about ratings, and they're all about ratings. And if they get the story out there first, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, it's, oh, my God, NBC broke this first. Oh, CBS broke this first. And people right away start watching NBC or CBS because they think they're going to get their, their breaking news over there about whatever it is that's going on. Then they find out, after they found out by doing the fact checks or by just simply waiting for the facts to come out, that what was reported wasn't even accurate. And, again, uh, we had a case down here uh, with the uh, George Zimmerman uh, shooting of uh, the young man in Sanford, Florida, Mm -hmm. where, uh, to begin with, it was uh, all lopsided in one direction, and George Zimmerman uh, shot an unarmed young man, this, that, and the other. Next to the case started to come out, which is why he was released on the uh, 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 not charged to begin with. The young man actually, uh, according to eyewitnesses, had attacked George Zimmerman and was even seen by two different eyewitnesses on top of George Zimmerman pounding his head into the pavement, which is exactly what he reported. Well, the news media started reporting when he got arrested again and charged again on the whole, whole stand your ground law uh, that uh, the, the Zimmerman uh, shooting was uh, he shot an unarmed man, there was no reason for it, blah, 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 blah. And again, the facts of the case, the police report disputed all of that, the actual facts in the case. So consequently, you've got people reporting on something that factually is not correct, and they're going with that as being the news. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and you know, long term, this is going to affect the media's credibility. You, you have bloggers are getting more attention than the media. Is is no way that they can sit there and plan something like this and say, "Hey, I'm going to blogger. Uh, why don't I just hire the blogger to try to give me some additional credibility, give me additional resources?" Or is is that disconnect? Uh, disconnection is there. 
in your opinion? No, there, there's a disconnect in the mainstream media as to how they're getting their news and the fact they're not verifying it. But the, okay. I will say this. There are some credible blogs out there. Uh, for example, love them or hate them, Glenn Beck does have some substantial stories, which from time to time, if you go and do the fact checks on what he's reporting about, you can find out that what he's written about or what his paper, The Blaze, has written about is actually factually correct. Mm-hmm. There's another one, Andrew Breitbart, before he died, Breitbart.com. He was doing a lot of investigative reporting, and he was coming up with some hard-hitting facts that nobody else could find out about because they do the legwork and spend the uh, literally hundreds of hours to verify a story, no matter how whacked it may have sounded, but he actually went out to verify his stuff. There, I'll give you another example, a third example, uh, an online newspaper called the New Media Journal. Factually correct in that they will not print a story uh, unless it, it has been substantiated by links to the story that they can go and verify that the story is factually correct. Otherwise, it never gets on the website. Wow. Where you see we're going to be headed? Uh, I mean, news is is more available than uh, than ever. Um, this presidential uh, uh, the debates are directed by what happens, who gets to the news story first. The election has taken a new spin. It's not like it's been in the past. Uh, even we saw this with uh, uh, the last election, the last two elections rather. So where do you think we had it in this? Well, I would like to think that factual reporting is still going to be out there because for example, I'll I'll just uh, toss something out there for you. Okay. There's a website called on there's a website called unskewedpolls.com where they take the skew out of all the major polls that are being done out there mm-hmm. to show you what the polls actually read if you take the skew. And by the way, they all lean democrat. Some of them in 11 percentage points. And if you take the skew out today, Mitt Romney leads in 27 states, Obama in nine. That leaves 14 battleground states, of which Mitt Romney leads in eight, Obama leads in three, and the rest are all too close to call. Now, that's one example of it. Uh, The other example of it is that the bloggers that have blogs on the Internet that take the time to do the legwork and verify their stories – and and verify what it is that they're writing about is factually correct. They will do well. Now, if someone is writing an opinion piece, to them that when they write it, they have to put the words in my opinion in there somewhere, okay. because then it becomes an editorial. Pardon me. Then it becomes an editorial in their opinion about whatever it is they're writing about. And for those people that don't do that, then they are actually editorializing the news because you can't take them as being credible. Wow. So, in your opinion, what's going to happen um, with this particular election? Are we going to start seeing more mud slinging within the next couple of weeks, or as we get closer? Or well, President Obama from behind, he's trailing in all the major polls, all the major leading economic mm-hmm. indicators. And by the way, this election is still about the economy. He's trailing uh, with all the major economic indicators that are out there. Mm-hmm. So he's got to do something. Now, will the something be an October surprise? Will that surprise be? Is he going to lob some missiles somewhere into Libya? Is he going to finally get peace with Iran and say, look at the foreign policy I did? I mean, something's going to happen, something drastic. You just don't know what it's going to be. But what caused all of that to backfire was what happened in Libya, because it shows the unraveling policy for this administration by supporting regimes uh, led by the Muslim Brotherhood, who you could never trust to begin with, and I mm-hmm. said that from day one. Be careful what you wish for. 
We have got the Muslim Brotherhood, which is not an organization friendly to the United States or anyone in the West because they have a my way or the highway interest and all of their governments that, are, that they're reforming and putting in place in uh, countries like Egypt, uh, Libya, Tunisia, the Sudan, uh, even uh, in Iraq, they're trying to do it. They want to have Sharia law. The next country we need to keep our eyes on is Jordan because that's the other country that they're trying to, to flip over uh, and get rid of the, uh, uh, the king of Jordan and have them go well, with the Muslim Brotherhood as well. It's, it's a very bad situation in the Middle East, and we have not been leading from, from uh, the front. We've been leading from behind, letting these factions get in there, and it never should have been allowed to happen. Wow. It's incredible. Last thing uh, on the agenda, when it comes to the debt ceiling and when it comes to this budget uh, uh, that's facing them after the election, I wouldn't want to be president or anybody in Congress that they deal with those type of decisions. If we go into an Obama administration, what do you think is going to happen? If we go into a Romney administration, uh, in your opinion, what's going to happen? Well, let's start with Obama because it's easy to figure out. If okay. there's any tax cuts for the upper income uh, people, which is uh, $250,000 and up, and a lot of that is small business because this is the small businesses, pardon me, do uh, refile based on uh, individual returns. They don't do it as corporations. Most of our small businesses are individual companies owned by an individual, so they pay the much higher individual tax, and a lot of them make two hundred to 250000 and more dollars. So if that happens, you're going to see jobs cut back. You're going to see businesses not expand. We're going to see more of the same. Now, on the other hand, we do know that Romney has said he wants a 20% cut across the board for the middle-income earners. Those are the 250000 and leave the taxes uh, where they're at, close the loopholes on the upper echelon uh, wage earners so that they would, in fact, be paying more, but they would be paying more strictly because of the loopholes being closed, not because of their taxes being raised. And this is what people have to understand. Uh, he is not talking about cutting taxes on the upper echelon of income earners in America. He's talking about closing loopholes, which will, in effect, cause them to pay more taxes. So there is no cut for those people. Whoever started that is aware of the facts of the plan. Okay. Wow. Well, Bruce, man, I really appreciate you coming on the program. Again, I give us uh, your, uh, your opinions, and I really appreciate it. Any last comments you'd like to leave us with? Well, this is the most important election of our lifetime, and I don't care how you vote. The important thing is, is if you do not go out there and vote, ladies and gentlemen, you are part of the solution, not part of the problem, and you've got no one to blame but yourself if your candidate does not get elected. Wow. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. God bless America. God bless America. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, it's another it is another production of the Core Business Show. You can download this episode on Block Talk Radio or on iTunes. Everybody have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you, remember, can, you always can always get to the core, core via iTunes. iTunes. You'll, find you'll find all our, our previous episodes, previous episodes there. there. Thanks again Thanks for listening again for to listening the Core to Business, the business show, show with Tim Shakane.